Welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. This is your host, Bree Carroll, and I am thrilled that you are joining us for this Heart to Heart. So today, we are in our leadership and marriage series. And I am grateful for the opportunity to talk to some of our armed forces leadership as it relates to keeping our military marriages strong. So grab your spouse, lean into these conversations. And if you've missed any in this series, go back, check them out, hear what our leaders are saying. You may be surprised about the tips, the advice and the resources that they share. All of it very practical, and I love how transparent they are being about the challenges that they faced, even in their own military marriages. So today, I have the opportunity to talk to none other than our very own Mrs. Molly Raymond. And for those who are unfamiliar with Mrs. Raymond, she happens to be the spouse, and I should say the first spouse chief of operations for our space force. We are so excited to have that new branch that is represented and the Raymonds have truly just been leading with with such grace. And I'm grateful that Mrs. Raymond has taken out the time to share a little bit about what it looks like um, from her perspective as a military spouse. So before we dive into the conversation, let me give you a little bit of background about the Raymonds. So Molly Raymond is married to General John J. Raymond, the first chief of space operations, United States Space Force. Molly has traveled all over the world as the military spouse and has moved dozens of times, more than a dozen, actually. She has long been a champion for military spouses and families working tirelessly to support them through promoting family engagements, building connections, and creating a sense of community. I think that is really what drew me to Mrs. Raymond. She is such a welcoming person, moves with such grace, and really cares about our military families. Space Force, you are so fortunate to have her. And um, I'm going to just slide in there and be like an honorary guardian spouse. It's fine. But Mrs. Raymond is such a pleasure. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation and this heart to heart with none other than Mrs. Molly Raymond. All right, everyone, help me in welcoming our very own Mrs. Raymond. Mrs. Raymond, please say hello to everyone who's joining us. Hello and um, happy new year, everyone. And it's really an honor to be here with you, Bree. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, I'm so grateful that you decided to join us on Hearts and Stripes podcast. I know we've talked back and forth virtually a little bit. It was such a pleasure meeting you in person at 
our town hall um, in DC in 2021. Um, and, and you are always just very welcoming, very open. And, and what I appreciate most about you, if I can brag on you for a little bit, is really your heart towards advocating for families um, and being open to hear and, and, you know, really take note of how we can advocate better for our military family. So thank you so much for um, being here, for sharing your insight and, and discussing your military marriage as we both feel like it's a really important topic for our service couples. Thank you, Bree. It is a very important topic. And I want to say thank you to you for embracing it and um, getting igniting the conversations. You've done a great job of, of that. And thank you for highlighting military marriages and making it your mission and advocacy. So you are doing a great job. So I'm going to sing your praises right back at you. <laughs> well, thank so. you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to dive in because we really would love to hear what is your military marriage story? Well, thank you. Um, we have uh, been married for 34 years. Um, Jay has been in the military for 30, almost 38 years. So he was active duty about four years prior to when we got married. But, oh, um, wow. Yeah. We met in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I'm originally from Minnesota. And um, I was going to, I followed my brother to the University of North Dakota and was going to school there. And that was uh, Jay's first duty assignment was uh, a missile officer, launch officer at Grand Forks Air Force Base. And he came to um, my church one Sunday and it was during coffee and donuts um, that I approached him first and asked him if he would like a tour. I had a job at the church giving tours. So oh, nice. I had to, I was, you know, very work ethic and I had to, you know, make sure everybody that was new had a tour. So he came back, had a tour, and um, then we uh, both joined a co-ed volleyball team. And from there, he, um, he we just hit it off. Um, we have so many common interests and yeah. um, I would say core values like family and faith. And um, I just uh, really thought he was charming and kind and a gentleman. And so we just had a really um, quick relationship, dating relationship, because we yeah. were engaged after only five months. So I love that your story parallels so much with my own. I met my husband in church as well. Um, definitely immediately was attracted to having those same core values. And I'm so glad that you said that, because I think that's such a big part of relationships kind of starting off with a, a, a foundation of like being on the same page on those big issues. And then, um, same very quick relationship. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where for, for me, and maybe this isn't everyone, but it's kind of like, you know, when you know, you know, um, and we had a, a quick relationship as well. So I love that. Well, thank you. It was um, just a whirlwind. And um, we did wait about a year and a half to get married. So we did have a long engagement. But um, we stay after we got married, we stayed in Grand Forks, North Dakota for about another 
oh, two years or so. And then our first uh, big move was to Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. And for me, I grew up in the same house, um, neighborhood, community, school, until I went to school. But my, you know, my parents, my family are all in Minnesota. And moving to California was a really difficult time for me personally. I just felt isolated, um, never been away that far away from my family. Um, it was a, you know, I'm used to four seasons in Minnesota and we got there right before Christmas and Jay wanted to go to the beach on, on Christmas day. And it's like, no, <laughs> right. It feels so wrong. Like, no, <laughs> we, I know we, we need snow in a fireplace somewhere. So he, of course, it loves warm weather. So he was all happy, but it was a really hard uh, transition. And uh, I had a struggle trying to find a, a, a job and, um, so, you know, uh, I remember my parents came and visited and I cried driving to the Santa Barbara airport for an hour. I cried at the airport. I cried about a day after they left. And, yeah. um, but, you know, looking back, um, I, we now have moved 16 times and as difficult as that was, um, perseverance and just looking now back on how important it is to embrace change, embrace newness and um, work together. You know, he, he helped me through that time very, very much, very supportive. And um, so now I love to move and I love new oh. cultures and I even love a warm climate. So, Oh, look at that. <laughs> I love good. that. I love that you said that he was supportive um, as you transition because it was new for you and and how he he'd already been in the service. He'd been serving for four years. So he kind of had an idea of what that routine kind of looked like. And I think it's really big to um, just foot stomp that point that being supportive and trying to find those those areas of understanding to kind of help your spouse when you see that they're struggling or they're down and it goes both ways for the spouse to support the active duty member because they may have cross-trained or they're up against new challenges um, and, and vice versa with the active duty member supporting the spouse when they see that transition may be a little difficult. Is there something that maybe stands out in your mind that he maybe did to kind of help you transition? Well, thank you. Um, he grew up in a military family, so he knew, um, you know, what it was like to have constant change and move a lot. And he just helped me um, because he had the credibility to share how he got through things. And he understood what I was feeling. He didn't, um, you know, he validated how I was feeling. And I think that's very important. And Ooh, yeah, uh, that's good. He listened and um, respect, I know. Um, so the, he was just a great uh, cheerleader. And he, you know, he knew when I was down and was able to bring me up. So he, he's a great guy. That is awesome. And you said some really key words there, um, validating your feelings that your feelings are real, right? So acknowledging that um, being a cheerleader is huge. Um, and, and just listening. Listening is really good too. I know we love, especially here on that, on this podcast, we love the C word. We love communication. Um, 
but, but a big part that we love to draw home when it comes to communication is that part of just listening to your spouse, not just being um, a part of the conversation to respond, but to really listen and to, to make them feel understood. And I love that he had that background of um, knowing how to share, well, this is how I got through it. And I understand that you're in a different place and hearing you. Um, I think that makes that that's a huge tip right there um, to kind of share and something that we can all, you know, work on and improve on. Cause even now I feel like I could definitely improve on my listening skills with my spouse because it's a continuous process um, with new challenges as you continue to advance, um, especially throughout um, my, my spouse's career, it's new challenges. So I have to be willing to listen to the new terminologies and the, and the new mission changes and stresses and, and, and just be open to just really hearing my spouse and, and him as well as I've transitioned and on this path of entrepreneurship or being home or whatever it looks like. Um, I'm grateful for those, those times when we can just like, just listen to our spouse. Cause a lot of, I feel like the secret sauce of the marriage is in those moments when we can really listen. Exactly. I've, I try to uh, listen more and talk less and, um, you know, thank you. Communication is so key. Um, and trying to, you know, set aside time each day. I have a good friend, Kim and her husband, Jay, they wake up in the morning and every day they just go sit in the living room for like 20 minutes with their cup of coffee and making a point to set aside time just to talk, to communicate and to listen and to see what each one, what you have on each other's plate and how you can be supportive. So very important to be a good listener. That's yeah, I, I completely agree. I love that, that tip of setting aside dedicated time to listen, that is definitely something that can be difficult, right? Especially as, as uh, schedules can, can change. And sometimes I feel like I'm high-fiving my spouse <laughs> as we're like going and coming, but setting aside that dedicated time and really valuing that time together, I think is, is really great. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and good on you for high-fiving. You know, that's another thing, our compliments and praise and gratitude. Um, how, how do you feel when someone says or gives you a compliment or, um, tells you you did a good job? And I think that's really important every day to lift each other up and communicate, Hey, I'm proud of you. I'm see what you did and good job. And, um, who doesn't like that, you know, and it's just an important part not to forget that your, um, spouse needs to hear those words too. Yeah. And I love that you say that, especially at this level, um, of leadership that you two find yourselves in, like even the general needs a, a, a you did a great job. You know, I am proud of you because I'm sure those challenges are 10x that some of the challenges that you're dealing with so much strategically thinking and, and looking ahead. A, a good job and an I'm pride, proud of you probably goes a long way, even at your leadership level. Thank you. I think it does. I, um, I just think that um, it's so important to lift each other up and respect what each other does. Like I am so proud of his work ethic. Um, I'm so proud of how, what a dedicated dad he is and proud of, he's a devoted husband and he needs to hear those things 
and know how appreciative we are of all that yeah. he does. So, um, and he's good at, you know, throwing them back at me and telling me I did a good job too. So it's awesome. a partnership. It's yes. A partnership. Yes. I love that. Um, so as you mentioned that partnership kind of share with us, what does, or how does marriage impact your partnership and how you lead, um, especially on the, on a command level, how does your marriage impact that? Um, good question. Well, first of all, a marriage, um, you know, as I said, is a partnership and leadership is a partnership. Um, and marriage is a commitment, just like, um, leadership is a commitment and you are a part of a team and being a team member and collaborating and listening and working out goals and being respectful of others uh, opinions and ideas and strengths capitalize on each other's strengths yeah um, because we we are very opposite people too you know if you ever done have done the personality tests um we are uh two very different people but together we're a great team yeah. and um so that's part of leadership too is um, everybody brings something to the table and be mindful of that. And together you're going to be really strong and, um, be a good leader too. So, um, trust, um, integrity, communication, um, those are all part of leadership and part of a great, uh, essential marriage too. I, and I, and I love that you say that because that, that is something that I truly believe too. I feel like the way we walk out our marriage relationships, we get to practice, right? Being good leaders, being good team members, being good partners in our marriage relationship. And that really does translate on different platforms, like at your job, it, how you serve and, and how you volunteer, whatever that looks like. And I think it's something that we really need to um, pause and consider because I think oftentimes we look at families and service families and leadership positions. And we're just like, oh yeah, they did all the things and did all the educational things and the training things. And, and I love this series because it gives us an inside look of the way you live your life and the way you um, walk out leadership and values and things in your marriage relationship and at home really does translate to you being a good leader and being an effective leader. And like you mentioned, respect and, and knowing that different people come into play and opinions matter. And, and, and that's how you, how you lead. And, and I think that's what really makes a good leader. And I encourage all of our listeners to kind of think about that um, from your own perspective, what are you practicing at home? What are you practicing in your marriage relationship that's going to show up in other areas where you're leading? It may not be on this command level like the Raymonds, but you are a leader in your community. You're a leader in your squadron. You're a leader right where you are. And, and I think thinking through how you operate in your partnership, in your, in your marriage is a great testing ground, if you will, to kind of work out the kinks of how can you even improve that, right? So what are some lessons learned, Mrs. Raymond, that you kind of have taken throughout this military life um, as you have 
um, come to this level and, and that you will continue to do like even after um, this service life, what, it, what are some of the big lessons learned that you guys have found in your relationship? Well, um, thank you. You know, this military life does come with so many challenges and um, you know, we have deployments, we have frequent moves, we have travel, um, dual military couples, and you are just balancing so many things. And um, even those, you know, I, if I look back and say, what was the most challenging time for Jay and I uh, over these years, it was probably uh, raising our children and making sure that the transitions, every time we move, that they were doing okay. And um, that's when Jay and I really had to support each other, collaborate, come up with good questions or good um, opportunities to help our family adjust. And we took advantage of resources available, school liaisons. We always and you know took advantage of base, uh, you know, fun runs, picnics. Um, we took our kids everywhere and just really helped them to adapt and. Um, other, you know, so one thing, as I mentioned before, was embrace opportunity. And I think leadership, you have to embrace opportunity, right? Yeah, and you, yeah. you might not always succeed. Things might be hard. You might fail. But every time you embrace opportunity, you learn from those experiences and you grow from those experiences. So never pass up opportunity, I guess I, I would say, um, both as for a military family and leadership. Um, yeah. Other things, you know, uh, make prior time together a priority um, and do fun things. You know, you watch each other. You can tell when each other needs a break. And yes, make, I love make that. It a point, make it a point to go do something fun. Jay and I like to golf. We like to go to uh, sporting activities. Um, we love to try new restaurants. And we always, our priority is spending time with our kids too. So we, we enjoy time with our whole family um and then um a good leader also admits sometimes when they're wrong um oh good and, one you know i've had to that's probably my weakness um, <laughs> so you know it's important to that as a leader and um you know you hear each other's uh points of view and mm -hmm. you have the ability to, oh yeah, you're right. Um, be a little humble, uh, yeah. forgive and be forgiven. Um, yes. You know, those are, we're all human. We're all, whether, as you said, you know, whether you're a leader or not, you can lead in anything you do. I mean, if you're in a position or, I mean, we are all leaders. Right. And in our communities and our families, in our neighborhood with our friendships and we can just be that spark for others to help them and uh and and keep each other grounded i guess i love that so let me just recap for those who missed those great bits of advice there and resources that mrs raymond shared resource number one take advantage of the opportunities i know on your installation they probably are hosting fun runs, especially as faces and the world starts to open up a little more. The activities 
that are right there on installation. Take advantage of them as a family. Have some fun time. I, I love that, especially because we think, oh, marriage and leadership, it's super serious. No, have fun. You are hearing the, the, the advice from the top, guys. <laughs> Having fun and making fun a priority with your family. Um, it is one of the things that keeps your marriage relationship thriving and your family thriving. And then I love those bits of advice that you have about setting aside that dedicating time, a dedicated time, admitting when you are maybe at error, you're wrong. I know I have to work on that too. <laughs> so, so don't feel bad. We all have to work on these things, but I love these, these practical bits of advice that we can implement even now, even today in our marriage relationship. So I encourage everyone listening um, to do that. Look, look at what is right around you. What are some opportunities that you can take advantage of today? Whether that be an opportunity to lead, or maybe it's an opportunity to educate yourself. Maybe it's an opportunity for a course that you and your spouse can take together, or maybe it's just an opportunity for fun, right? Find the fun things. So that, that was awesome. I'm so grateful for the advice that you shared and bringing our attention to resources. Cause I think oftentimes we think resources have to be complex or it has to be like this formal program. And I love that you highlight in this series fun, Just the simple 5k. I, I love that because we always see them. Sometimes we ignore them, but it, it really does give that opportunity. A lot of our installations have your golf courses and, and those resources right there. Take advantage of them. Even if you're not a golfer, come on guys. I know I need to go out there and try a little harder um, on the driving range, whatever that looks like trying new things with your spouse. I also found has been really great to help your relationship thrive because you're doing something new for the first time together. So that really brings you closer to your spouse. So such good advice. Love the resources that you shared. And before I let you go, I definitely want to ask our favorite question here on Hearts and Stripes podcast. And that is all about our heart tracks. So for those of you who are new, you can find our entire playlist of heart tracks on Spotify. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. But Mrs. Raymond, what is our heart track or heart tracks maybe for this episode? Well, thanks. I can I mention three songs that are yes. Okay. All right. So uh, one is unanswered prayers by Garth Brooks, because I think sometimes you just have to trust that things will work out. Um, don't sweat over the things that you can't control. And so, um, you know, yeah, um, that's a good maybe, one. Yeah. So um, another one is just the way you are by Billy Joel. Um, oh, yeah. And, should not change ourselves or who we are for anyone. And then um, there's a, a cool song, uh, The Older I Get by Alan Jackson. Um, it just, uh, you know, it, it, it just validates the priorities that we have, that our family um, is, you know, at the end of our military life, um, the family and the loved our loved ones will be there waiting. And so we, yeah. we have to make sure that we are taking care of each other along the journey because it's not what you are, it's whose you are. And at the end of the day, your family will be there and your loved ones. So take care of them, take care of each other. And uh, 
I know you mentioned resources, um, but it's a very important, um, there's strength in seeking help too in relationships. So don't ever hesitate just to reset, talk to somebody, military one source, chaplains. Um, and uh, thank you again, Bree, for bringing this opportunity of military mar marriage into a conversation. So thank you very, very much for what you do. Um, you've worked very hard as a Armed Forces Insurance Spouse of the Year for our Air Force. And um, we are very grateful for your service as what you've done and uh, continue to do. And oh, thank you. you so much. I, I, I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you. I love that you got those extra resources in there. So we'll definitely add links below to anyone who is going to take Mrs. Raymond up on this advice. Please do utilize those links. We love these resources. And Mrs. Raymond, thank you so much for being an advocate for our families. Thank you for modeling um, just such grace in your role as being a command spouse. We really appreciate it. Um, and we are really excited that we will have a space for spouse of the year. I'm super excited to support them and cheer on all of our branch winners. I believe they will officially or the overall military spouse of the year will be announced in May. So we are really excited for our newest branch to, to have a spouse of the year. And I'm excited to see um, what they are championing. But of course, you know, I'm gonna check in with all of them and ensuring that their military marriage is thriving and strong so that they can go after whatever their advocacy is and feel supported in that way. So Mrs. Raymond, thank you so much again for being on Hearts and Stripes podcast. Thank you, Bree. Thank you for being a great cheerleader. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I, I too look forward to, um, for our Space Force uh, Spouse of the Year. What an, uh, an incredible honor. To, you know, we have so many awesome space spouses and uh, they are making history each and every day being part of this new service. And uh, we are grateful to be on their team and part of their family. So Look forward to that. And thank you again for uh, bringing that up and the advocacy that you do. We appreciate you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.